This is Photo Work. I'm Mylan. I'm Shannon. And today is part two of our interview with Eric Humphrey. And who is Eric, Mylan? Eric is a celebrity and advertising photographer based in LA. With clients like our favorite, Beyonce. Beyonce. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Nike, BET, Beats by Dre, <laughs> Erica Baidu. You know, things you never heard of. Yeah, no names. <laughs> so, what are we what are we talking about in this episode? We're talking about how he markets himself and how he runs client meetings. Yeah, so enjoy. So, how do you market yourself? Um, so it's a couple things. One, I use so I used to use this thing called oh God, agency access, and so it would tell you like where people worked, what accounts they had, and their email addresses. So I use that to like build a good list of contacts and I would reach out to them, like send them emails. I create like a little newsletter or a small e-promos just showing them like what I've been up to in my work. And that was, it was okay. Like I would sometimes get responses, but you end up like at one point I was doing it all wrong. Like I would send these mass emails and I would have like this super low open rate of like 5%, 10%. Yeah. And then I was like, man, this is kind of stupid. Like, why would anyone want to look at this anyway? Why would anyone take this out and open it? Like, I remember when I worked in corporate, I would get hundreds of emails. And I'm like, I wouldn't, I would have an inbox with like a thousand emails that I never looked at. And I was like, well, I would eventually like purge them all. I'm like, if it's important, they'll follow back up again. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if there's not, then it's just gonna die mm-hmm. in the email line. So I'm like, I'm sure these people are under the same pressures, getting the same amount of email. Why are they gonna open up mine? So I then stopped using agency access, started using LinkedIn. And like, would like, basically, it's kind of stalkerish, but like stalk these people to the point like, I'm figuring out where they went to school, like what they're into. All right, are they on other social media? Like, what do they like? What do we have in common? Where can I connect the dots? And then I send them a very personal email. So it's been an instance, it was a woman that worked for the NFL and I wanted to get a meeting with them. But she played lacrosse growing up. Mm-hmm. And I had just done this project. She UCLA's the lacrosse team. So I sent her a promo. And then in the email was all about her experience playing lacrosse. And then it was another woman that was from Maryland. She loved crab cakes. And I'm from Maryland. Yeah. So I sent her an email talking about like crab cakes and football and Maryland and that culture. So anytime now when I'm reaching out to people, I always try to find out like what it is that I can connect with them about that actually make them want to read this. And they even, I mean, I spend so much time doing it. Everyone's still not going to open up the email and respond, but I get a lot more opens and a lot more responses. Like I have a meeting next week with Nike and the woman that I reached out to, she had worked with, um, so she's been in the industry for 30 years plus. So she worked with uh, Maplethorpe, Robert, I'm messing up his name. His last name is Maplethorpe, but super famous photographer back mm-hmm. in the day. And I went to a Maplethorpe exhibit um, out here in LA. And then the, he, there's a documentary, I think on HBO about Maplethorpe. So I was like all, like he was, um, he just was like a very provocative photographer that like pushed the envelope. And so I'm just like deeply interested in him. So I saw that she worked for him, and so I sent her this long email, not long, but 
I sent an email all about Maplethorpe, like talking about him, asking questions, like, and saying like how, asking, like wondering, like I was interested in like what her experience was in Maplethorpe. And then from that, she's like, oh, I want you to come to the Nike office and look at your work and see if we got some opportunities for you. I was like, oh, that's great. But I still want to talk about Maplethorpe yep. too. <laughs> so it's like finding something that the person, like they get a million emails. Like if you ever go into a art director or a photo producer's office, they'll have, not only do they get a bunch of emails, they get like real mail and they'll have a drawer or a trash can full of it. And so you're like, how do I stand out when they're being inundated with all of this? And if I don't make it very personal to them, why would they want to look at it? And sometimes, you know, it, it needs to be strong images, but it, it has to be something that they connect with. So I try to figure out, all right, if I want to reach out to this person, what is it that they're going to connect with, whether it's an image, whether it's a story or something that will make them want to look at it? So that's kind of my approach. And then once I get, once I get them to open it up, respond, and give me their time, then I try to make the most of it. Like, I don't want to waste their time. I want to feel like they got something out of it. And then I thank them. Like, typically I may send a gift or um, like something small, or I definitely always send like a thank you card mm -hmm. saying like, thank you for your time. Like, I really appreciate it. Cause they didn't have to give it to me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm one photographer. They have reps beating on their doors that they can show them eight photographers that they're repping. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you took the time to meet with me where you, it's a thousand other people trying to get your time too. Right. Yeah. So. That sounds brutal. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's tedious, but it's worth, I don't, again, like I love people. So it's like worth it. I'm like, oh, I get to meet somebody cool and they're creative and they're in the industry. And like, I'm gonna probably, gain so much i'm gonna try to give a lot but i'm gonna probably gain from just being there like learning from them talking to them yeah what's well, interesting you basically took what you took from the corporate world and you were able to see the other side of you know the people you were trying to contact yeah like how you get inundated with you know solicitate solicitations like that and spam folder or the mm -hmm. trash folder just like you just start mm -hmm. and, oh, yeah. you, and it's Hundreds. like I don't have, no one has time to do, manage all yeah. that and go through all that. And you're like, how do I stand out? And I'm like, I know I probably end up in a spam folder, a trash folder a lot too. Mm -hmm. But if I send out a hundred emails, if I can get 20, if I can get one person to look at it and respond and meet with me, then it's worth it. Because that one person could lead to countless like right. if that one person converts into a job and then that one job will convert into another job another yeah. job and another job and another job like it's all worth the effort yeah but i got i have i've had photographers reach out to me and they'll tell me like oh man i reached out to xyz and they never got back to me i'm like okay did you reach out again They're like no nah, i don't want to like bug them i'm like do i mean they may not have saw it they may have been busy people People may even have the intention to want to reply to you, because I do it. But then if they don't do it right away, then they forget. Then if it, too much time passes, you have like this guilt, like, oh, I don't want to reply because it's been so much time mm -hmm. to pass. And so they won't reply just because of that, even if they had every intention to do it. So it was like, 
I take that ownership. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give you another opportunity. I'm gonna give you another. Like, I'm gonna keep knocking on the door, mm-hmm. and eventually, hopefully, you open. <laughs> if not, I'm gonna keep knocking though. <laughs> when you did finally get them to open the door, how did you run your meetings? Um, gosh. So t- it depends. Like every meeting is very different, um, and from the beginning to now, like my style of handling meetings have evolved. So initially, like, I would just show up with my iPad and I would try to, t- I would talk to them again, build a connection with them and then show them my work and then see if there was anything that we could work together on. Now I come in bearing gifts, like I got a fruit tray or some type of, if I'm in Philly, I've got something local to the Philly. So it's like these donuts that are really popular in Philly. So I'll go get those donuts and bring them to the office. If I'm in New York, like I'm bringing something that they like, whether it's candy or something. So I'm like, all right, keep them fed. Maybe bring some wine, keep them drinking. (laughs) 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 And they'll stay around longer. And then you have just, you just have a conversation. Like they'll look through your work, but most of the time they already, if they're meeting with you, they've already seen your work a little bit. And they're pretty familiar with it because they don't want to waste, like they're not going to just bring anybody in to meet with because it'd be a waste of their time. So they know your work, so it's really about them getting to know you to see if they can work with you um, on projects and see where you would be a good fit at. So I try to like walk them through, like we'll talk about different projects I've worked on, talk about projects that they're working on, talk about what they like, what they don't like, and and that's kind of really how my meetings go now. Mm-hmm. It's less about looking through my work and it's more about do we have ability to work together? And then where does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about how you market yourself, like what you're personally doing, but talk to us about, you currently have a photo rep, what yeah. that life is like. So I've had a rep now for, I guess this is like a month and a half. And I was never, so I came from corporate. So the business side of it was always like very interesting to me anyway. And I liked the people and the relationships and making them. So getting a rep was never like this thing high on my priority. Cause like a lot of photographers like, yo, I gotta have a rep, I gotta have a rep. I was like, oh, I don't really care if I have a rep or not. Like I did not care at all. But I knew I had met with a few reps in the past and it's like a relationship. Like it's like being married. So you have to trust your rep. You have to listen to your rep. You gotta compromise with your rep. Y'all may not agree, see eye to eye on things, and y'all gotta figure out a way to work through that. And so the reps I had met with in the past, none of them really, I never felt like I could have that relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like it wouldn't work out. It was something about them that either I didn't like or we just weren't good fits. So I've Callie, who was like one of the, the producer that told me to move to LA, she had always said she wanted to be a rep. We had built a really strong relationship over the years, and she said she wanted to be a rep. I was like, yo, if you become a rep, like, I'll sign with you, no question. And so she eventually made the leap in July, and I signed with her. But it's still, like, we've had this long history of, like, seven, eight years of knowing each other. But now her as my rep, we're going through, like, a lot of growing pains of a new relationship. It's like... I run, I've been running my business one way for so long and I've been doing it all by myself for so long. Yeah. 
And now I have like this new person that like is involved. So I'm used to like taking all the client calls, negotiating on my rates and all this stuff. And now it's like, again, like handing things off and letting go of control, which that piece, like I, I'm able to let go of control of things I don't like, but this, <laughs> <laughs> this is like something I did, I do like. So it's been like a balancing act of letting go of that control. Mm-hmm. But ultimately like, it's only so much I can do. So adding someone else to my team to help push my career forward is going to benefit me tremendously. Yeah. Does that mean you're still on LinkedIn and and doing that? that oh yeah. Scene I'm too? still doing. Still I'm stalking. still stalking, um, stalking people. Stalking. Yes. Or, yeah, um, <laughs> researching. Networking. <laughs> networking. That's what you do. Networking. I am still reaching out to people. I'm still sending out promos. I'm still taking meetings. I'm still doing all that stuff. But she's now, I have someone else that's also doing that for me. So nice. it's like, versus one person, now it's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Double the effort. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a lot of celebrity clients. You've worked with Snoop, Erica Badu, Jamie Foxx. How are you able to create a connection with these high profile people in such a short, usually limited time, right? Yeah. It's a, so it's crazy because, so Jamie Foxx, for instance. I when I first moved to LA, and if you if anyone like knows anything about Jim, he throws like these crazy massive parties at his house, <laughs> and everybody's there. So when I first moved to LA, somehow I got invited to one of these parties, and I went, and I had well, a little too much to drink, and he had like his big stage set up, and at the, like towards the end of the night, I guess, or the middle of the night, whatever it was, he start people start performing. So it's like Snoop, Nelly, Ti. Jamie Foxx all on a stage. And, but then there's like all these other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm had a little bit too much to drink. I get up on stage <laughs> with them and record a video of it. <laughs> so this is seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. Fast forward to earlier this year. At this point I had shot everyone that was on that stage except Jamie. So now I'm with Jamie about to shoot him. And the first thing I do, I'm like, I gotta find this video. I got to find a video when I was at Jamie's house because I made a video of me on stage with them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to show him this video and he's going to trip out about it. And so that's the first thing I did. I was like, yo, you ain't going to remember this, but I was at your house at this crazy party you threw. Everybody like Kanye West was there. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was there. Like everybody was at his house. And I'm like, I got up on stage while y'all were performing his video. And he like thought that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and after that, like the shoot was easy. And then we started talking about basketball um, and just talking about music and everything that he was into. And that was, that made the connection just showing him that video. So another time with Erica Badu. So the first time I shot her, it was literally like five minutes. Mm. No, not even five minutes. It was like five pictures I took. And we were, she was at Essence Festival. She had just come off of the press stage and they had this black curtain set up behind the press stage. So I was waiting there and I knew, it was either her publicist, I knew someone that was like managing her, dealing with her as talent. I was like, yo, I need Erica to stop in front of this black curtain, so I'm gonna take this picture of her hair. And so she stopped. I said a few things to her. She liked my sneakers. She's like big in the sneakers. She liked my sneakers. I was like, cool, we got a connection. <laughs> I took a couple pictures of her. And then one of them just like, and all I had was my on camera flashing camera. And it just turned out dope. It looked like a studio shot. And so 
I got that edited, and then I got hired probably six months later to do like a portrait shoot with Erica. And one of my boys was like, yo, you need to get that picture printed and framed and give it to her. And it happened to be her birthday also that day. So <laughs> she had to do this long interview before I got to shoot her. And she didn't remember me from Essence, but she, you could tell she really wasn't like, she was ready to go home. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I had given her to get the gift to, and it was all wrapped up and she ain't open it. I was like, oh God, should I tell her to open it? Like, I need her to see this so she's happy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, you should just open it. She opened it, she loved it. Shoot went amazing. Ever since then, anytime, like I've worked with her probably five times no. since then. But every she remembers me every time. Like I've seen her DJing. She'll like see me and call, shout me out from the DJ booth and everything. Like she's been amazing. So I've been really fortunate. Like a lot of the um, celebrities that I've worked with, they're all like just really good people and just easy to work with. I mean, they want to look good. Like, and I'm here to help them look good. So I do my job, and they give me great energy, and I give them great energy. So. It's been, it's been fun, mm -hmm. I'll say. I've had, I hear a lot, I've heard different stories, like horror stories of people working with people. But I've been, for, like, I, my horror stories are, like, super limited. Mm -hmm. Like, hardly, and none, really. Mm -hmm. um, everything else has been, like, amazing experiences. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about horror story without naming names? Uh, yeah, I'll talk about one. Okay. So we were, I wasn't even the photographer. Um... My boy was a photographer, and we were out at like a uh, a paintball place, but it's like in the desert. And we the, he was shooting this artist, and they were on a dirt bike. And so we're in like this gravel-filled place, and he's on a dirt bike, and he decides, like you know how you can like rev the dirt bike and make the back wheel spin? Oh, yeah. He does that and spins around, so oh, rocks no. and gravel. So he's over here, mm -hmm. and we're it's like 10, 12 people over here. He spins, rocks and gravel start flying at everybody. At the lenses. At lenses, at your eyes. Teeth. And I'm like, I don't, this, I'm not here for this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my deal. Like, it's because who? And like his manager, his A and R, they they were there too, like standing. And people thought it was funny. I'm like, this shit ain't funny. Like I'm yeah. a grown man. Like this is crazy. <laughs> so that was and and we had to like, we I still kept we kept it professional. We had to sh he my boy had to shoot him. He finally he got some shots, but he really he, the dude just wanted to ride his bike everywhere, and so he had like a talent wrangler, but the talent wrangler was like his young cousin or something and was scared to talk to him. Like, you're supposed to be managing talent and bringing them to us so mm -hmm. we can get these shots. When I talked to him, so I was like, I'm trying to get out of here. So I'm like, he just like standing over there not doing it. I'm like, yo, can you come over here so we can take these shots and then we'll be done. You can go ride your bike wherever you want to ride it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be out, we'll get the photos that are needed and we'll get out of here. But that was, that was probably my worst experience, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. I mean, getting rocks on at you right there. Yeah, that it's was not, not, not a fun day. Not fun at all. Can we piece it together who that would be on the <laughs> bike? Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> it was not Beyonce. <laughs>
I'd like to see that, though. <laughs> you know she would do it well. I don't think she'd throw rocks at you. No. 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 <laughs> she'd pull some mean wheelies in there. <laughs> what is it that you love the most about your job? The people. All day, like, working with the different people and just meeting people. And then hearing their stories. Because the cool thing is a lot of times when I shoot, it's always tied to, like, a TV show or something. But they're always, like, doing a commercial spot or, like, doing some type of interview with a person. So I get to, like, learn these people's stories. And everyone's story is so different. But it's all so inspiring. Like, the first time I shot Taraji, she was telling her story about how she moved to L.A., she had a young son, and she had no money, lived on a couch, and, like, struggled. And now, and she was like, she's been out here 20 years. She's won an Oscar. But this was right before, oh, gosh, her show Empire had come out. Empire wasn't even out yet. She was like, people are just now starting to recognize me. She's like, I've done all this stuff, and... Now I'm starting to get recognized, and it's crazy. Like, she put in so much time and work to finally become, like, recognized by the masses, which is, to me, is, is kind of crazy because you see these people on TV and on social media, and you see where they are, but then you don't understand, like, the backstory to how they got here to this point. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to like learn about these people's backstories. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is, this is incredible. Like y'all have overcome so much, and you deserve to be where you are. Like this isn't by accident. Like you yeah. put in the work and the time and the effort. So meeting different people is the best part of my job. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's about being a real port. Like a, if if you're in this for portraits and you're in for celebrity. Um, it's the people. And if not, I feel like you can tell in the photos, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I would say even with fashion. Or in fact, yeah, yeah, any type Because of you have to get that trust instantly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Otherwise, it's, it, it looks flat. It comes across <coughs> as, a, you know, it looks like a mannequin at that point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So anytime you're dealing with any type There's of no person. There's no emotion in the, the, the yeah. talent. Yeah. You really have to have that connection. Yeah. It's all, I mean... I strive to like draw some type of emotion out of the people, like mm -hmm. something that feels real, mm -hmm. yeah, and that is real. So, I've worked with like a lot of different celebrities, and like the bigger the celebrity, typically the nicer they are. Mm. Like, yeah, so nice, so gracious, so kind. I'm like, you're like a superstar. Like, like everybody in the world knows who you are, but you're the nicest person in the world, and it's almost like. A little shocking because you don't you you hear these stories about people that are like horror stories. You only hear the bad stories. You never really hear the good. But most, I feel like most people are good people in my mind. I like to think that. My wife thinks I'm a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like overly trusting with people and stuff. She's the balance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is there anything we missed that you you want to share? Uh, I don't know. I guess the last thing I would say is just like. Photography is, is like a gift. I don't know. I feel like it's a gift to be able to do anything that you love. Mm -hmm. I feel like with photography, though, like you get to, to like capture something and remember it. Like I still look through old photographs from like my childhood and from going to middle school, like little snapshots that I used to take. 
I'm like, and it takes you straight back to that moment and you yep. remember it. And some people, music does that for them. But for me, it's always, it's photography. Like I look back through images, I'm like, man, this, I can feel exactly how I felt at yeah. that moment. And I feel just really fortunate to be able to do this now for a living. It's, it's almost surreal to, that I'm a photographer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Could you ever imagined like little version of you? Could you have even imagined that when you were that small? No, not at all. Like I didn't even know exist. I didn't Mm -hmm. know it was a possibility. But I have this picture when I'm probably four years old, maybe, and I have a a a Polaroid camera like wrapped around my neck, and I and like I. It's weird because like a lot of my memories from like young, when I was young, I don't remember. But I remember exactly where I was. Like I was in, I was at Niagara Falls with my mom and my brother and my grandmother, and I just took pictures of like my family in front of the falls, and I was like four years old. <laughs> but I, and then we went to like this hotel, and I'm standing in front of the hotel, and somebody took a picture of me with the, the camera around my neck and a little baseball cap on. <laughs> yeah. So. But back then, I would have never thought 30 plus years later, I'd be a photographer doing this for a living. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. We Thank really, you guys. We really appreciate the time you, you have. And yeah, you're really appreciate it. Just more than just the photography and your talent, but you have some really deep words of wisdom yeah. for life. And, you know, it's very inspiring. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm glad I could be a part of it. I'm glad you guys thought enough of me to want to have me be a part of the show. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Photo Work. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. And what else? Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend.